Hey everybody, welcome to Tech Thoughts, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. This is part two of episode three. Uh, I'm Jade. I'm the smart one, right? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and I'm Art. I'm the cute one who actually remembered my lines. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute. So as I mentioned, this is the second part of a two-parter, so if you haven't seen the last episode, you should probably go do that. Um, and if you're already here and you've decided that you want to stay here despite not having seen the last episode, hey, Jade, what did we do last episode? Ah, we spent an entire episode on deconstructing why uh, Google Chrome is probably not the best browser uh, in the interest of your privacy and security, as well as general, well, not so great things Google has done in the past. Exactly. And this episode, we're going to get into the part where we actually provide alternatives. But first, I want to remind you all that if you're looking for us uh, during not showtime, uh, you can find us at our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast. We have a live show that I remembered to plug this time, actually, instead of having to edit it in in post. Um, and our live show is at 7.30 p.m. on uh, Fridays, every Friday. Or you can find us on our website. And Jade, what's our website? Uh, it's breadnet.xyz slash podcast. That's B-R-E-A-D-N-E-T dot X-Y-Z slash, I'm not spelling it, but it's podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, hope to see some of you guys at the live show. Uh, and I hope people are actually still watching this and we're getting some downloads. Yeah, me too. But we'll see. So today, alternatives. What do we have on the table? Oh, really, the, the, the unfortunate thing is there only, there's only one real alternative. There are multiple browsers out there. So we've all heard of Google Chrome. We've also got Internet Explorer. Don't use it. We've also got Microsoft Edge. Don't use it. We've also got, uh, yeah, I don't want to just go don't use it for three. We've got Safari. Why? Um, and then there are other browsers you may have heard of, such as Opera. Um, not Oprah. Opera. Um, people have made that mistake. I have made that mistake. It's Oprah. Wait, no, wait. Opera. People have made it's that Opera. mistake? Yeah, I just fucked it up again. Dang it. Whatever. The basic reason to why I'm going to be spending this episode, uh, 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 full full disclosure, I'm going to be spending this episode plugging Firefox in particular. Um, and I have a reason for it. I promise it's not just because I'm a shill. Um, as alluded to in... Yeah, I don't... I don't as Mozilla's a non-profit, they can't sponsor us anyway. Yeah. Though it'd be cool if you, you like, have, give us a shout out or something. Cool, anyway. Um, right. So the, the main reason that I'm steering uh, you all away from other browsers um, is that... In the last episode, uh, I alluded to the issues of using uh, one browser like globally for most web usage. Um, so right now we know that Chrome has like about seventy percent market share. Um, and the problem with that is that because Chrome has so much market share, they kind of get to like Google gets to shape how the internet will look in the future. Um, and the problem is that the it's not that we're we're completely just yelling at the browser in this case. We're also yelling at the technology underlying it. Um, Google Chrome and Chromium, uh, its open source uh, variant both use what's known as the WebKit render engine, um, which is just uh, like a basic open source, um, like like multiple multiple companies have poured their work into it to make it work kind of like rendering engine. So it's, it's kind of, it was kind of made to like implement new web standards faster and more efficiently. Um, okay, so this sounds like not like a proprietary thing. So what's the problem with it? Um, the issue is that most of its contributions come from Google still. Um, ah, okay. Right. Um, and to be fair, uh, technically speaking, Chrome doesn't use uh, just WebKit anymore. It technically uses what's known as the Blink engine, um, which is just basically WebKit with some stuff on top of it. Um, Interesting. Yes. It's it's similar enough that, honestly, the way if, you, if something renders in Blink, it probably renders in WebKit just as fine. Um, but we run into the same... And oh, please go on. 
No, I was going to say, and let me guess, most of the other browsers that you would not recommend are also running WebKit. Yes. So that's um, not Internet Explorer because Internet Explorer runs on it's garbage. Internet Explorer. Yeah, it runs on, it, it yeah. Runs on a toaster at best. Um, <laughs> uh, the software equivalent, equivalent of a toaster. Um, but no. Um, the other browsers, such as uh, Opera, switched to using uh, the web, uh, WebKit a couple of years ago. Um, and it was kind of controversial. Uh, they used to use what was known as the Presto engine. That was their backend, um, but it died once they switched over. Um, Microsoft Edge this year, I believe it was, or last year, so 2020 or after 2019, I don't remember which one. Um, Microsoft made an update to Edge um, that also makes it use the WebKit engine. So no matter where you look, it's kind of there. Safari runs on WebKit. All the, the Safari on your iPhone, uh, it's WebKit. Uh, yeah. So you're not really getting away or at least not as a way as you could from Google if you're using one of those browsers because you're still using it like those browsers are still using something that they have their hands in yes and this isn't me saying that it's like webkit is a bad thing but we still run into the issue of stifling competition if there's nothing if, if webkit is like the big main one there's no reason for like internet standards to progress very much um, so the reason I'm plugging Firefox is that they've been committed to using um, their render engine for um, the last whatever million years. <laughs> How long has Firefox existed? Definitely existed since before I was born because I remember using it as the alternative to Explorer when I was like six. So oh, that's fair. Oh god, I'm a cradle robber. Um, so yes, uh, Firefox uses the Gecko render engine. Um, it's used in Mo like Mozilla's various projects, including the Thunderbird email client. Um, it's quite nice. It's open source. Um, it, it's, um, it's, it's used on all Firefox releases. So that's even Firefox on your phone, um, whether it's on an iOS or Android device, it's running the same exact engine. Um, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always, I don't know, it's always good to keep competition alive. Um, so that's why, that's, yeah, definitely. um, so yes, those are the reasons why you should switch, um, purely from a, a, not ethical standpoint, but perhaps a, from a, from a logical standpoint, these are the reasons you may want to switch. So that's basically like the sort of logical reason as to why you should switch. But then obviously we get into the how. And this was sort of the part that I I sort of chimed into and that was very difficult for me. Because when you use Google Chrome and when you've been using Google Chrome for like most of the time that you've been browsing the internet seriously like I have, um, I, I sort of fell into what I, I soon found out and what we will touch upon. But what I soon found out was kind of like this sort of weird misled idea that all other browsers were as bad as like microsoft's offerings i guess really um like that's what i was using as my benchmark it's like Google, like like everything else is internet explorer levels of bad um and okay well that's an insult that's an insult to everything else sorry i actually i apologize everything is bing levels of bad of course yeah i guess basically um i guess i sort of thought that like because there are a lot of i guess features that that uh that chrome sells like uh chrome sync and like being able to like tap straight straight into your gmail account and things like that that i sort of thought were unique to chrome um and literally basically the first thing that came up when when i downloaded firefox out of spite um while jade and i were arguing about it is that i was just sort of like oh i don't know how to move all of my stuff i don't know if firefox is going to be as good i don't know if like it, it was really for me like i like i've sort of said and alluded to many times over the course of this arc like it was just like, is the, is the trade-off and convenience worth it? And then I realized that the trade-off and convenience is actually relatively non-existent. Um, so Jade, do you want to tell me, do you want to, do you want to get back to the part where you tell me how dumb I am? Sure. 
Always my favorite. <laughs> so, Firefox has had, for, for, for example, Firefox has had uh, a sync feature for quite a long time. And their current version of Firefox sync is actually quite secure. Um, it's, it's, it, uses, it, 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 it does go through Mozilla's central servers, um, but the data is end-to-end encrypted. Meaning, um, there is a passphrase attached to it that if you don't have, you cannot get that data. And neither can Mozilla. But it also means if you forget it, if you, if you forget your passphrase, you're kind of screwed. Um, but this is a good thing overall. This, 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 is, this is proving they're committed to your, to your security and privacy. So yes, um, Firefox Sync is fairly easy to find. In fact, once you have the browser installed, it's available in the overflow menu in the top right of the browser. Those, those little three bars that kind of look like, a, I believe Google calls it the hamburger menu. Um, yeah, that's exactly what they call it. Yep. Yes. Um, I'm calling it the overflow menu. I'm not sure if that's right. I just like it better. Um, and there you can find the Firefox Sync settings. Um, and from there, you can you can sign up for an account, uh, go through it, set up your passphrase, and you can set your passwords. Oh, yes. Guess what? Firefox has a built-in password manager. You can sync your passwords. You can sync your history, your bookmarks, all that good stuff straight to Firefox. And it will sync across all of your devices as long as you log into the same account and use the passphrase. Um, I would like to mention that while Chrome does offer a passphrase uh, option, just like Firefox, um, which which implies they have end-to-end encryption. Um, there is no way to vet Google's process because it is uh, a, it's proprietary software, so you can't actually see how it works. Um, and we've literally just discussed for several, like, for an entire episode, how they can't be trusted. So, right, why why would you trust them? Right. Um, I I think I think one of the the things we've sort of said. That also has come up a lot over the course of this arc is the fact that companies lie. Yeah. So that's true. Um, one more important thing to mention about Firefox Sync is that if you wanted, um, it used to be that you could host your own sync server um, on a, your own devices or your own VPS or whatever else other kind of server provider you find, um, allowing you to keep full control over your data. Um, during the transition to the new version of Firefox Sync, that support was dropped, but they're currently working on a new version that you'll be able to deploy. Um, so again, Mozilla is showing they're still dedicated to making sure you can be in as much control of your data as possible. Um, and speaking about not trusting Google, um, again, they do have a habit of doing some shady things. For example, um, YouTube kind of slowed down YouTube on non-Chrome browsers on purpose by using a deprecated API for like the way they render shadows. Um, deprecated in the tech world uh, means like phased out or like try not to use this because it shouldn't be supported anymore um, in, in, a, in a future release. That's what deprecation means. Um, and Google decided to keep using it uh, just because Chrome did keep supporting it, while Firefox didn't, and in fact, you know, many other browsers didn't. Um, and, and Google kind of knew this because um, they made sure that people using Internet Explorer would be redirected to a version of YouTube that did not use those, 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 uh, part- that particular API to avoid that problem. So they were basically trying to make Firefox look bad. Yeah. Well, Firefox, uh, uh, Opera at the time. And, and all of the competition. Yeah. All of the competition. Yeah. Anything, anything that wasn't. No, no. Yes. All of the competition. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. Which is again, scummy move and why you should maybe consider moving your stuff off of Google. Um, so another thing that came up in our conversation about transitioning to Firefox and one of the other things that I thought somehow was exclusive to Google was extensions and it was funny because i called them extensions and you made fun of me for calling them extensions jade remember that 
No, you, Wait, you called them add-ons, didn't you? I got. I, I was calling them. I was you, calling them backwards. You, Whatever I was calling them was backwards. You were calling Chrome extensions add-ons, which I thought was hilarious because Google never has never called them add-ons. Firefox had add-ons. Yeah, that's it. I was calling them add-ons. Yeah. So that's sort of a, a like a funny little thing there that I, I I was using Firefox's terminology and I didn't even know that Firefox had add-ons. Um, but yeah, it does, which means that. A lot of the things that, again, you might think are like unique to like a Chrome browsing experience actually are not. And we actually compiled like a list of a couple of add-ons that we wanted to plug that we thought would be helpful. Um, and just like sort of a install this to get you started kind of thing. Um, so Jade? Yes, begin, begin our journey. Um, for everybody watching, I do want to make it very clear that I am literally setting up my Firefox account like while we're recording this episode, um, which is why I'm having Jade plug things while I feverishly type in uh, stuff on my computer and get ver verification codes and the like. So, yeah. Okay. It's so one of the lovely things that Firefox mm -hmm. has. Before we get into add-ons, actually, um, there are some settings in the preferences that you may, wanna, may want to take a look at. Um, so, uh, you know, hamburger menu preferences. Um, in there, you've got a tab for privacy and security. Uh, very straightforward. Firefox um, has uh, selectable, like, enhanced tracking protection features, um, letting you, like, isolate uh, tracking cookies, huh. isolate crypto miners, from, uh, and fingerprinters. Uh, fingerprinters are simply a feature of how JavaScript mm -hmm. works these days. Um, JavaScript is just kind of the way that the that dynamic web pages work for the records. That's all you need to know about them. Um, basically, um, because your browser has a sort of unique ID just based on like the computer it's in, like the computer it's running on and all of your extensions and all of that, um, you can link your computer to the ID generated by, by, by JavaScript uh, when it's trying to like do something for you, provide a canvas to draw on is what, is what it does. Um, but it also reveals information about your computer at the same time. Um, so Firefox allows you to natively block that uh, in the privacy and security settings. Uh, additionally, on newer versions of Firefox, this will not be on your version. Um, there is an HTTPS only mode, which means that uh, Firefox will force all websites to use uh, the secure HTTPS protocol, meaning encryption, uh, so nothing can snoop on you. Mm -hmm. um, and also just make sure you don't accidentally visit a non-secure version of a website. So again, you can't get snooped on. Um, and now we transition into uh, extensions. Because for older versions of Firefox, possibly the one you're using currently listening to this, um, there's an extension called HTTPS Everywhere. Uh, it's provided by the EFF, um, if you know what that is. It's the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Huh. That's, that's, a cool, that's just a cool name, I'm going to be honest. Ain't it, dude? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Its entire mission is very much privacy and security. Um, and I absolutely love that. So yeah, check out the EFF if you have time. Mm -hmm. But yes, um, HTTPS everywhere. Very useful extension. Install it. Forget about it. It'll do you wonders. Um, other lovely extensions uh, include the Firefox containers, um, such as the Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all other social media containers. Uh, Firefox containers are... Um, their main usage is to isolate your web presence without having to like go into incognito mode or switch browsers. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to have, right. You'll be able to log into like your, we're going to use Google as an example. And I hate this, but yeah. you'll be able to log into your work Gmail account and your personal one in two different containers. And they'll never be able to see each other because technically to those 
uh, containers, you are running a whole new browser, whole new session, and nothing will know. That's cool. Yes. Um, if you don't wish to use containers, um, you can enable a setting that's buried in Firefox's uh, kind of debug about config section. Um, to get there, and I'll say this very shortly, you um, you go to the address bar, you type about colon config, press enter, and now I wait to see Art do it. Hello, hello. It's about colon config. Config. Yes. Okay. And it's going to warn you to yes, proceed with is. caution. Yes, it is. It is warning me to proceed with caution. Don't worry about it. Okay. What am I searching? This is the only setting we're going to mess with today. Okay. Um, you're going to search first party, all one word. First party. Okay. Yes. There is a there is a um, a variable called privacy.firstparty.isolate. Yes. Set that to true by double clicking on it. Okay. Yep. Um, what this does is basically the function of containers. Um, but through a, through a quick config change. Uh, this means that any website you go to is only going to be able to view uh, cookies and other data that they have put there already, meaning cross-site scripting, if you know what that is, doesn't work. Um, ways to identify you just kind of fail because nothing else can access that information other than the original website. Is this something you were talking about when, like, if you, when you're using chrome and they're just sort of tracking you everywhere you go as you move across the internet yes precisely um firefox does have built-in support for that again found in privacy and, and safety which you have uh enabled at this point mm -hmm. right art yes good um i think <laughs> um but yes um it works similar to that only even if those cookies do exist on your computer um other websites can't access it Meaning, if Google puts an AdSense cookie on your computer, um, and you go to Facebook... Facebook can can access it. Yes. Yes, it's exactly that, actually. Thank you. Yeah, no, Facebook can't... So, yeah, like, it's the, it's, the, it's the thing we talked about where, like, because of that, for example, like, Facebook wouldn't be able to, like, use that AdSense cookie to, like, give you targeted ads because it can't access it. Yeah? Right. Right. I'm learning. You are. I'm so proud. So, should I leave this set to true? Oh, yeah, I, I, I leave this set to true okay, forever. I'll leave it. I'm assuming that was out of recording stuff. No, actually, you can leave it in because we were talking about it in recording, so you can leave it in. Okay. Oh, you're so cute. Um, uh, other extensions to check out. Um, there's one called TOS col uh, semicolon DR. So TOS DR is, uh, stands for Terms of Service Didn't Read. Um, and let's be real, none of you read the Terms of Service when you accept them on websites. Yeah, um, yeah. That's okay, you're real cute. I know they're important, but, like, they're so long. They are, and I don't blame you. I don't read them either, which is why I rely on TOSDR. It's a crowdsourced, uh, it's a crowdsourced extension. Um, it works on Chrome and Firefox. So, by the way, Chrome listeners, feel free to jump on this, um, if you don't want to move. Um, TOSDR is a crowdsourced extension. Um, basically... People volunteer to actually read all through all of it and then rate each section of it to how much it's like not for a euro for for like your privacy or not for the rights of, of media creators, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um and it assigns a letter rating so you can quickly figure out um like how safe you should feel. For example, uh Google has a class C rating, uh, which means it collects ads, it can read your private messages, um things like that. 
uh, they, they give you a more descriptive version of everything if you click on uh, the letter in your address bar when you install the extension. Mm-hmm. Um, other useful extensions? Uh, Universal Bypass, which is more of a fun one. Uh, it, it unshortens URL shorteners to avoid like redirects and other tracking nonsense. So you never have to deal with AdFly's bullshit ever again. Kind of, yes. Um, that one is Universal Bypass. Um, one more extension is called Canvas Defender. So again, I was just mentioning uh, fingerprinting um, and how Firefox already blocks against it. Um, the Canvas Defender extension takes that one step further by instead of just blanking out or, or otherwise corrupting the uh, your your fingerprint for for the for JavaScript's canvas detection, mm-hmm. um, it it generates a random one uh, every website visit, meaning they never know who who uh, who is visiting their website. Oh, that's wow. Yeah, I think that's rather interesting. Uh, again, it only blocks uh, it only blocks the canvas way of identifying you, but it's still cool. Um, no, yeah, I, I think that's great. That's a really good list of just stuff that is good for your own protection, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm still looking into extensions, uh, but I know that a lot of the ones that I had on Chrome were sort of geared towards helping me stay organized like as a student, um, as a person who's trying very hard to finish college and get my useless uh, literary studies degree. Um, <laughs> um uh, All degrees are useless. It's fine. I have a BS in computer science, and I'm making a podcast. That's fair. <laughs> um, but uh, and and Firefox has these too. They have things like tab managers. They have they have they have extensions. They're there. You just have to look for them. And as a person who actually found like found looking for extensions in Chrome fun, I'm looking forward to looking for them in Firefox too. Um, and I'm also looking forward to having the actual peace of mind of knowing that I'm using a browser that isn't tracking me in my sleep. Well, that's your Amazon Echo, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you found any of this interesting or you want to replicate the setup for yourself and maybe know the list of extensions that we just rattled off uh, incoherently, uh, check out our website. Um, it'll be, uh, again, it's breadnet.xyz slash podcast. Um, if you're using iTunes, I believe there's a way to jump directly to the episode page. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And if you are, if you want to hear more about my journey with Firefox, uh, you can tune into our after show, uh, 7.30 p.m. on Friday. Uh, so you can literally watch this episode and then come to our after show um, at, on our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast. Uh, hope to see you all there. And tune in next week for when we have an episode on password managers. Yes, we might have talked about how Firefox had one built in, but did you know that's not always going to be your best choice? Mm. Oh, it's also on it's also on two-factor authentication, I guess. Yep. So, see again, see you guys then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>